0: Jedi made the Christmas special look like Empire and Dexter Jetster feel like Obi-Wan!
1: If you don't like a big red planet that tastes like salt, you've forgotten what Star Wars is all about.
0: Oh yeah? Well if you thought The Last Jedi was good, then on friend me!
1: hit kind of a high note at the end there. And if you noticed that.
0: I know I, I, I got it. Now I feel pressure that I got to put like a flourish on it. Now it's become a thing.
1: Yeah, it's our own fault, though. We did it.
0: I'm going to literally kill my. I, I, no one's going to be happy until I actually stroke out doing one of the stroke intros.
1: Yeah, it'll be good. That day is not today, though. Today is a day where we continue on and we discuss a topic that's near and dear to the hearts of many of those listening live. And of course, those listening later. Uh, We'll also hopefully be into this. I should probably state right up front before we get to email feedback from last week that uh, if you haven't seen Star Wars Episode Eight and care about spoilers, you probably want to put this one on hold until you've done seen it, okay? Because we're going to spoil the hell out of it by just talking about it, and this is the only warning you're getting. So that's the warning. If you don't want spoilers, now's the time to go. If you are cool with it or have seen it, uh, already, then jump in. We're gonna have a good time today. And Justin, actually, you'll give a better description of this. Why, in 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 the, in docile December, are we talking <laughs> about Star Wars Episode Eight, The Last Jedi?
0: Well, because it turns out to be a fairly divisive movie. Probably one of the more divisive movies that I can remember in in, in recent memory. And and that might just be because we are getting more and more channels, so we can disagree with each other. And the internet brings us. uh, More communication, but also more conflict. Uh, But beyond that, you know, look, uh, uh, this just seemed like a great way that we could also tie together a couple other incarnations of this show, which were the spoiler show, where we literally just talked about movies that we liked that were uh, out, and Hotline Monday, which was kind of the evolution of that on a more regular basis. And now here we are at the end of the year. Uh, we've been uh, doing this podcast for for around that time. I think it was around the beginning of this year that we started it. So this is a nice little return to form for every uh, element. I I think uh, you and I both got a bunch of people asking for some kind of spoiler breakdown like we used to do it. This will be that.
1: This will not only be that, but it will be, I think, um, in keeping with the theme of Unfriend Me, because uh, like you said earlier, and I'll, I'll just reiterate this, I don't know that I've seen this much controversy about uh, a movie, let alone a Star Wars movie, in a very long time. You have famously gone on record on both uh, our show, uh, as it was previously known on Hotline Monday, as well as many other places publicly, uh, weren't at all on the fence about Rogue One. You disliked that movie pretty actively. And while yeah, you think it's a bad film, Objectively
0: and scientifically, it's been weighed and measured as a bad movie.
1: (laughs) So since that is an objective truth in your mind, um, this should be interesting because while I was on the other side of that argument, I thought Rogue One was just fine. Uh, I didn't think it was the greatest movie ever, but I enjoyed it just fine. Uh, I actually have some pretty big issues with uh, Last Jedi that we'll discuss. And the best part about all of this is when we get to it, y'all are going to get to call in and say what you think whether you agree with us yeah. disagree with us doesn't matter why you think the fandom is freaking out like what is it about star wars fandom that gives everybody the right to act like this is the most important topic ever known to man uh that part's super fascinating to me and i hope we get some insight on that today because i don't exactly understand it
0: uh as <laughs> a, by the way as we're gonna get into not only are the gripes hot and heavy on twitter but there uh, uh has obviously been a lot of Activism. I think there's no other way to say it, but activism in terms of the anti-Last Jedi community. We will get in to all that. But before we do, of course, show at gmail.com is where you can write in about the topics that we talk about. We like to revisit them at the beginning of each show when we talk about what we talked about on the last week's show. We begin with a, a, a bill who wrote in about Santa Claus. We We discussed three topics. The first was lying to your children about Santa Claus. The second was, uh, uh, does New York have the best pizza? And then, of course, peeing in the shower. And I will say this. We have not, I did not include any of these. Mm-hmm. But we had a large outpouring of people PO'd at you for crapping on Scrooge.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Scrooge was almost, you know, Scrooge could have been its own episode. It turns out I didn't realize I feel
0: like we're gonna have to wait. We're gonna have to do Scrooge as its own episode yeah. at some point, be it uh, now or, or through next year. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe that'll be our Christmas in July episode next year. But yeah, uh,
1: a lot of people take an issue with that. However, uh, I'll stand by two things. Number one, I heard from a few people who took me up on the challenge, which is watch it now and then come at me, To see it again without, uh, you know, it being twenty years ago and and you don't really remember. And then come talk to me. And I have had people who did that and came to me and said, yeah, he's kind of right. It doesn't exactly hold up. There's some good stuff. Carol Kane's great, blah, blah, blah. And that's true. I'll agree with them. There are some cool things. But for the most part, Scrooge, as the classic, you all remember it being in 1993, not so. And okay, I, stand so Scott, I stand
0: by it. Uh, many people are saying, notwithstanding, <laughs> uh, uh, we got many emails that are actually written and published and not just a thing that you're saying that, uh, that said the opposite. We will get into that. Today is not that day. Right. Let's talk about Bill and Santa Claus. Uh, he wrote, Santa Claus is the personification of the spirit of giving. I'm a committed Christian, and while I defend anyone's right to their own religious beliefs, I claim that same right. If you choose to not have the patron saint of uh, children visit your home, then that is your right. But my family believes in the common everyday magic of loving and giving in part because of Nicholas's yearly visit. He reminds us of the ultimate gift and honors the Christ and his love of children by giving gifts to them. My children are teenagers now and have a greater understanding of Nicholas's visit. Uh, They still have a sense of wonder, even though they know that Santa's gifts are coming through the medium of mom and dad. Mm. Yet each year, one of my favorite decorations is a uh, ceramic of the American Santa kneeling at the manger. And every year we feel like Nicholas visiting our family reminds us Christ oh yeah well if
1: you think Jesus standing behind Donald Trump helping him sign a bill and some shitty painting is cool then unfriend no okay listen here's the deal I get it and strong reaction oh uh, my god I'm totally kidding I just hate those kinds of things so like I'm, I'm, I'm with him all the way actually all the way up to American Santa kneeling at the manger it's just conflating things that have nothing to do with each other other than the parts I do agree right. with him with, which is Santa Claus is the personification of the spirit of giving. And I agree with that. And I think that is one of the reasons it's good to uh, to have your kids raised to think that this guy is this cool guy that comes and does these things. It gives them something to aspire to, to admire. And when they may find out that he's not real, they should hopefully be told that it doesn't matter. The spirit is still the spirit of it. And they're going to pass it on to their own kids. Totally with him. All right. Up until... You got Santa hanging out with Jesus. Drives me I crazy.
0: Think, I think I think the part of the magic of this show is that we both get to cross dress, and you get to be the <laughs> chain smoking atheist taking shots at the guy who puts Santa in the manger, and I get to be the guy defending. Uh, uh, so it's fine. He views Santa as a different thing. He, he he has he has a a worldview in which it is not incongruous for the spirit of. Uh, uh, of giving to children uh, interacts in a metaphorical scene with the Christ child. It's
1: fine. Listen, I'm not saying he can't do this. I'm saying I never would because to me it would be like, I don't know, you're commercializing the thing you say is over-commercialized. And I'm not saying him, but a lot of people claim this. Bottom line is, look, if you're going to put Santa in your little manger scene, okay, do do what you got to do. But you're not going to find me doing that, but you're also not going to find me putting... Uh, you know, John McClane. <laughs> in my, um trying to think of another example of this. He's not going to be in my, uh, my nativity scene either. The baby Jesus will yeah. never be John McClane. but man, I sure love John McClane and what he did for Christmas, saving all those people in Nakatomi Plaza. If he hadn't saved those people in that building, I mean, who knows how far those guys would have gone to get those, you know, those papers they were trying to get out of that vault. They've got to kill everybody they were planning to. It could have been real bad, but no, John McLean saved him a lot like Jesus. So, should have Jesus there with John McClane uh, in the nativity. Like, it makes no sense that I would say that. That's a terrible idea, right? Oh my
0: god! You you should really like. I, I, I this is the <laughs> funniest thing do. because every, never like now I get to be. I, I love it. No, I. It's a gift. It's your Christmas gift to me is that I get to be the 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 defender of traditional Christian values on this
1: show. <laughs> Right, because here's the truth of it. I, I am involved in two different nativity retellings of the birth of the Christ child this year with two different sides of a family. I have been tasked with being the guy who reads the biblical patch, passage of the birth of Christ. Um, I get to be the one who, generally speaking, likes to remind my kids, hey, just so you, you know, let's all remember this, this whole thing's not just about trees and music and stuff. There's like this other meaning, and you know we should think about that a little bit. But hey, let's go ahead and have fun. So it is, it is a little ironic, yeah, that, that I have a, an a little issue little with funny. this. But this, to me, it, it's like it, the, it's literally, the,
0: literally the the extent of my interaction with that is that when I was 12 years old, I was one of the leads in the church uh, uh, rendition of uh, "We," uh, no, sorry, three We Kings. <laughs> The, the the Muppet <laughs> Babies version of 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 the the nativity scene told from the point of view of the three wise
1: ah uh, perfect Muppets are, make everything better. I'm just saying if you're gonna put a bottle of Coke in your nativity scene you're doing it wrong. That's all.
0: I know I would have that with the polar bear in there. It's
1: cool. Ugh, it's so commercialized. Anyway, but I get what you're saying, Bill, and I totally totally agree with you on the whole point. But after
0: um, lighting your opinion on fire, I would also like you to know that I respect
1: yeah, him. Yeah, and also calling him Nicholas like he's your pal, your buddy, your pal. Isn't Why it? are
0: you up this guy's butt? I don't he's know. Just,
1: he, I don't know. Maybe it's you're because. You're living there.
0: You're paying rent. <laughs> you put down first and last in this guy's butt. I
1: think I have. I think it's because I have a son named Nicholas and him saying. When Nicholas comes to visit, I think all it's right, throwing right. me. Just
0: read the next email. Read right. the next, I don't want it. I don't want this like Christian hating on this show.
1: <laughs> Infighting. It's how it always falls apart. All right, Stephen wrote in says as a parent of a toddler as well as a newborn, when my wife pops in a few weeks, <laughs> when she pops. I like that. I'm definitely all in for Team Santa. However, another podcast I regularly listen, uh, listen to was having a similar discussion. Uh, this was the Pod Fathers. Uh, and discussion turned uh, turned to the concept of weaponizing Santa. That's a quote. That is basically using Santa as a blackmail tool in order to keep kids in line by threatening if they're not good kids, Santa will not bring them any presents. One of the guys mentioned the downside to this and told a story about how when he and his daughter were picking out toys to give to families in need, explained the reason they were buying the toys was that these children would not be getting a visit from Santa The daughter connected the dots in her head asking, quote, is Santa not coming because poor kids are bad? Unquote.
0: Oh, yeah. Get your lore straight, dog. Get your lore straight.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is easy. Don't tell. Let's see. How do you put this to the kid? Maybe it isn't easy, but don't tell them that. Yeah, don't use the blackmail part. That's as simple as that. We tried not to do that. We tried real hard never never to do that. But you know what? Parents do it in lots of other ways. They're 16. Uh, dude, your your math teacher says you're getting an F. If you don't get that freaking assignment tomorrow and, and get a better grade on that makeup test, you don't get the keys to the car on Friday night, and I guess you're not going yeah. on that date. Like, we do it all the time. You have leverage. Life is about leverage. And so that's not the weird part. But the weird part could be using an artificial fake person uh, to leverage stuff over otherwise innocent kids who don't necessarily know better like I did with that phone call that I d- described last week. So I admit that I'm part of the problem or have been. But yeah, just don't don't use it as a weapon. I I think that's the lesson.
0: All right. Well, let, let's talk about New York having the best pizza. Uh, as an Italian pizzaiolo formerly living in and around the New York area, I feel suitably qualified to weigh in on this one. Justin hit the nail on the head with the assertion that this is all about ingredients. Napoli The home of pizza has a strict board of certification for every element and the process involved in the creation of pizza. Water is only referenced in terms of upper and lower limits of of, uh, uh, alkalinity, but all others are strict down to the permitted types of flour. Don't get me started on the gnashing of teeth caused in 1990 by including Manitoba flour. Add that strict European laws governing the permitted names for all protected foodstuffs. Of course, the famous example being Champagne, which can only be labeled as such in Europe if it is produced in a small area around Reims, France. So if a restaurant is following all the guidelines, cheese from uh, uh, Campania, San Marzano tomatoes, 1.75 grams of active yeast per kilo of flour, then it doesn't matter whether it's in Manhattan, Cranston, or Des Moines. It will make a great pizza as defined by the ultimate expression, the Neapolitan pizza. One final point is that American-Italian food is mainly a hybrid cuisine created by early immigrants wanting to replicate their home dishes but not having the necessary ingredients to do so. Love the show. I listen to it in the shower while peeing. <laughs> if you ever come to London, you can sit in my garden while I throw nearly perfect pizzas at you from my wood-fired oven. Wow. All right. This sounds
1: great. We'll take you up on that if we can. But, um, you know, this thing about it being hybrid cu- cuisine, that's pretty much true of any... Sort of imported cuisine in a lot of ways, like American Chinese food, is I learned after going to China, is nothing like actual authentic Chinese food. Oh yeah. Um, once in a while, you find a little place, uh, you know, a little mom and pop stand where some some folks who have immigrated are doing a really bang up job on replicating it. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just sort of assume that when I get this sort of food.
0: Uh, and there's also listen. There's a shared palate, and yeah. and uh, if you are not getting authentic Chinese food, uh, sometimes. Probably for the best, because their palate is different than our palate, and uh, you, know, you might enjoy it a little bit. More. Ne- it's there for a reason. Is
1: Neapolitan also, that's the ice cream with the three flavors, right? Am I thinking of that right?
0: That is also the, 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 the three. Ice. Yeah, but, but, but Napoli, of course, is is the the, ne- the Neapolitan pie, which we got another email that I didn't run just because I didn't want to make this all about last week's episode. Right. Uh, about getting very much in our kitchen about me specifically uh, pooping on uh, a Chicago style deep dish. Yeah. Uh, that, that there is another sense that Neapolitan pizza is not the end all be all of all pizza. And there's a wide range of expression for it. So my apologies, I didn't mean to say that, uh, uh, all pizza other than Neapolitan is garbage. I just think that I love Chicago style pizza. I just think it can be called something else. It just feels like a different, expression enough that it deserves its own classification
1: crusted lasagna that's the answer and by the way just before we get any emails with corrections is it Wade in on this one or Way in on this one
0: he said wade like he is uh, wading
1: into the swamp into the water
0: yeah he's he's slowly making his way with with two hands i always thought it
1: was way in but perhaps i have this wrong probably could be both right maybe i don't we're not picky i just know sometimes listeners can be uh, we did get one more of these uh, or a couple more of these about peeing in the shower. Let's talk about pee in the shower. You've had your pizza, uh, you, you did your Santa Claus and now you gotta pee. William says, as far as peeing in the shower goes, I do it all the time. There is nothing unsanitary about it. It's not like anyone pees all over the bathroom bathing area. They are just peeing down the drain. <clears throat> no harm, no foul. Well, you at least hope that's what they're doing. Uh, anyway, but peeing in pools is a whole different thing. I was on the swim team for most of my young life, and I can tell you, you will be hard-pressed to find a male swimmer who doesn't pee in the pool. Why just male, I wonder? We should probably get into that. Anyway, once you're, <laughs> in, the, he says, once you're in the pool uh, so much that you see what chlorine does to your skin, hair, and towels, uh, you left on the pool deck too long, you start to realize that it will kill anything it comes in contact with. Working as a lifeguard for six years, only reinforce that once I saw how much we actually put in the water. So I can't... I mean...
0: Yeah. Also, I don't I don't know whether because he, he came in saying that it was going to be a different thing. But then he seemed to be like, hey, pee in the pool, too.
1: Yeah, he's come around on it. It sounds like. Also, I thought the the bodyguards, I mean, what would they They usually sit up in their little tower. They don't pee in the pool yet unless they have to go save somebody. Right. They don't actually get in or do they?
0: Maybe 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 they're trumping something up like, oh, I got you, man. I got you. And he's like, oh, I'm fine. I was just uh, I just had a bad cough. Oh, all right. Oh, and then OK. He's, then he's then
1: getting, you get oh, out. of Oh, it's warm in here. What happened? The water temperature changed. How strange. Yeah. Oh, it must be the sun. Yeah, I don't care. This is what this is my belief. I don't care how much chlorine is in that pool. And I don't care how much this email may have swayed people. Please just don't pee in the pool. I know there's a lot of chlorine there and there and hopefully it's there to protect us. And hopefully it's doing its job but I still don't want to swim in your freaking urine.
0: So don't pee there. Pee in the shower. Don't care that you can't pee in the Uh, bill said, I was taught by a gym coach in junior high that if you pee on your feet in the shower before turning the water on your feet will never smell bad and you'll have, and you'll never get a foot infection. It's the urea, which is a chemically uh, similar to ammonia. It has held true for me for 30 years my feet are delightful. He then added as a postscript that this would gross you out. Are you indeed grossed out? Yeah, I'm 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 sufficiently grossed out by this. That's gross.
1: Don't be uh, listen. If you're going to get a little pee on your foot cuz you're peeing in your 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 shower and that just kind of happens, fine. But purposely like dry peeing meaning no shower going on your feet first when you know what go get some ammonia do just do that put your if that's how you're if that's what you're wanting to get there go get some some uh artificial urea or whatever and put those on your feet uh i don't believe any i don't first of all i don't believe that it means your feet are never going to smell i think your feet are going to start smelling like pee is what i think pee smells well, people forget pee smells you ever have a cat pee in the house it's freaking the worst thing you ever did
0: in your life uh i mean so are you willing to try it no hell no
1: <laughs> and I even have my left foot's even a little weird. It's like dries lo, dries out real bad, and for whatever reason, like unlike my right foot. Why don't you just give it a week? I'm just not, give it a week. I'm not just do
0: try it. and listen. What if that holds the cure for everything?
1: All right, here's what we'll do for this show. I'll do this. Yeah. I'm not sure we're having a show next week because of the uh, Christmas holiday. But the, the yeah. but the one right after the New Year's holiday, we will be having a show. Uh, that's yeah, day after New Year's, first day uh, of the year. Right? Maybe maybe not. Oh, maybe not. not. It depends. Whenever that is, I will do a, I will do, let me think here. I'll do two weeks of peeing on my foot (laughs) before the shower.
0: This is amazing. (laughs) And then
1: I will report back whether any difference was made on my otherwise. So you are
0: willing to take this gym teacher's remedy at face value, and pee on your feet before the shower. Pee on—I will only pee on this foot. I'm not peeing on both on my that feet. Foot, okay, not the other one. No. Okay, so we ha- we do have to have a scientific test. So maybe put one foot outside the tub, yeah, and then the other one inside the tub. Pee <laughs> on that one.
1: Now, I don't need to show my work, right? I can just
0: say that I did this. No, Well, we'll, we'll trust you. We, okay. we, we, will, we will trust you that you will give a a, a, a accurate before and after right. on, on the foot-peeing experience. This
1: is what I don't want to have happen, though. I'll come back and go, well, nothing changed. And be, oh, you need to do it longer than two weeks. So in, in the intervening days, if somebody out there is like, oh, well, he needs to do it this long for any effect to have happen, if there is anything to this, then email it in, show uh, at gmail.com.
0: All right, just so you know, you are now committed. Right. Uh, uh, show at gmail.com, of course, is where you can write in. And we surely will be getting emails on this episode because I don't think that we're going to be done arguing about The Last Jedi anytime soon. The Last Jedi is a movie mm. released uh, uh, on last Friday with Thursday night midnight showings that now extend up to like 6 p.m. in the <laughs> afternoon. Yep. Uh, it is directed by Ryan Johnson. It is the second in the third trilogy of the Star Wars saga. It follows our hero, Rey, as she begins to find her way into the grand battle of light versus dark with the help of the mysterious and lost Luke Skywalker, our hero from the previous trilogy. Uh, uh, do we want to give our initial impressions or do we want to read emails first?
1: Uh, let me give you... I think. I think a uh, quick impressions may be in order here. So All right, go ahead. I'll start because I know yours is more glowing than mine. I, uh, I really enjoyed it overall left the place and went, Oh man, that was a pretty rad star Wars movie. I was way into it, but I will admit the first quarter or so. Um, that's a rough estimate of how much the movie was at that point, but I think it was about a quarter in. Uh, so one fourth in, I felt like it was a little disjointed and tonally. I wasn't sure where they were going. Um, it just felt a little bit all over the place. Now I have a second viewing plan for Christmas Day. I'm excited for that because I'll be able to see that opening again with a, I think, a clearer head. Um, so, so
0: you mean uh, what 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 happens in the first? Uh, obviously, you have the the kind of place setting scene with the bomber on the dreadnought and the uh, uh, resistance trying to escape from their little outpost. That stuff was uh, cool. No problem with any of that. Okay, um, so then going to of course there's a big shocking moment almost right up front. Right. With uh uh Luke the the cliffhanger from the last uh the last movie uh where he is handed his father's lightsaber the one he lost in Empire Strikes Back and instead of showing any kind of reverence without a single word he tosses it over his shoulder and walks away. Yeah, S-
1: throws it way down onto the lower rocks of this of this island he's on which garnered laughter in the in the uh the room in the theater I was in, but I didn't love that because it, it's, it does feel like I'm being dorked with like this really ultimate scene at the end of seven where she reaches this out and the camera pans dramatically around the Island and it's all this stuff and then done. And then now what? And all the trailers led us to believe, Oh, there's some sort of uh Mr. Miyagi training happening here. And uh, just like his days with Yoda, Luke's going to, you know, Really show her the ropes and show her how to okay, levitate. You know
0: that's, that's inc- I, I, I'm going to let you finish, but that's incorrect. The, the trailers have him saying that it's time for the Jedi to end and he won't train her. But they don't show him grab his, his
1: fabled lightsaber, the one that he didn't even know was lost, or he didn't know it was, it was found. This thing was lost inside of that giant tube in Empire, if you remember. That thing was gone, fell down through the thing when he got his hand cut off by his dad. They never recovered it. We don't even know how Maz Kanata got the damn thing. It's this hallowed artifact, and he just tosses it over his head. It's a small yeah. thing, but tonally, it just was like, oh, "Oh, all right, okay, this was funny. Okay, okay, we're gonna be funny now." And then that led to the Poe Dameron parked out in front of the destroyer, talk, talking smack and being. Well, that was funny. before
0: that. That, but that was that was during that was during that that first thing. That oh, that's true. It, yeah, yeah, wow. yeah.
1: But 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 all that stuff in retrospect, I think. I actually think the movie's very funny. Like there, there are moments that I'm not used to that level of funny in Star Wars. I'm used to goofiness in Star Wars, and I'm supposed to think is funny, but I just kind of grin at or go, "Okay, well, all right, that was."
0: Poe literally did the same thing at the beginning of Force Awakens.
1: He did, and probably will at the beginning of the, whatever oh, they call. Yeah, the no,
0: that Wars. that seems to be the like the the the, the thing that Poe does at the beginning of the movie.
1: That's his job. Uh, all right, all that aside. First, like I say, first quarter, eh, it was iffy for me, and I was just getting worried. And then stuff kicked in and started locking in for me. And I loved every other second of that thing, with one exception. I thought everything else was cool. Snoke is awesome. That fight in that room with those Imperial Guards, all that kind of stuff. Badass. Uh, great moments. The FaceTime thing between uh, Ray and, and uh, uh, Jimmy Job there. Um, Kylo. Kylo. It was super interesting to me. Uh, I like how it was filmed and how quiet it was and just weird and, you know, kind of ethereal it was. And all that stuff I thought was super neat. I'm into Luke's struggle as to what he thinks his place in the universe now is and him kind of being a coward. And, like, I'm into that. That stuff's all great. Biggest complaint and still bugs me. And I'll let you know after Christmas Day what I think again. But the side story of Finn and uh, the girl, Rose, was undercooked and dumb. And I like the characters. I want this to be very clear because a lot of people are mistaking me not liking where they went with that with me not liking her as a new character or him as an existing character. Nothing could be further from the truth. I think she's utterly charming and I always liked Finn. I have no problem with the idea of where they're going with those characters. But that stuff was underbaked, forced too quickly, too fast. Uh, they did a lot of like last season <laughs> Game of Thrones kind of time traveling or it, it felt like they were Making too much, uh, too quick a time to get to a place, do a thing, then get back in time. And in the end, what they went to do, they didn't do anyway. So it was just this big waste. It was like this big run out to nowhere and a run back. And then at the end, it didn't matter anyway why they went to do what they had to do. So. So for me, the weakest part of this entire movie and it just I felt like an extra arm. like, why do you need this arm? And I understand that Finn's in this lore. so you gotta give him something to do. He can't just wake up or be in a coma the whole time. I get it. But I thought that stuff was undercooked and for Ryan Johnson to to be the guy helming that undercookedness of that aspect of the story bummed me out. But that's pretty much it. Outside of that, love it. it the movie's at its best when it's not explaining things to me. I don't need to know that your thing is called a battering ram and it's using miniaturized Death Star tech. Like, I know what that thing will do. I get the idea. There's a laser. It's warming up. You see it. ain't Like, I get it. It's a big, cool, weird piece of tech that you don't have to explain to me. Just like the planet, you don't have to explain to me that it's awesome. I can see that. That red salt stuff underneath and that the effect of that contrast is super cool. Like, the movie's really good at that world-building stuff when it doesn't try to explain it. And I like that. So that's my general take. I liked this better than Force Awakens. Uh, I like it better than Rogue One. I don't hate Rogue One like you do, but I liked it better than Rogue One. Yeah. But Empire is still my favorite, and I think it's a more cohesive film, and I care more about the side character stuff. But
0: I, yeah, I, I just think it's so hard to to compare Empire and this movie just because this movie, obviously, it, it just owes so much to Empire. Like, I I... I it's hard, it's hard for me to to compare them.
2: Mm.
0: But let me explain to you where you are wrong.
1: Okay, because you came out of this movie like flipping out, and well, I'm, I thought it was amazing, and, yeah. and and
0: for this reason, I think that there, this is not. You know, Brushwood has has said in, in the few podcasts that I've done with them and conversations we've had, that this is reminded him of the books. And the reason why was because uh, it, it took it actually broke new ground in this big gigantic fertile universe, and it in beyond just having set pieces, and beyond just saying, okay, well, where can it be cool that now somebody uses the force, or now somebody uses a lightsaber, or now somebody else also finds out they're a Skywalker? uh, that it it felt expanding, yeah. and I would only push back on Brian's assertion there in that. I didn't feel like it felt like the books, but I understand where he's coming from because the books are the first time since really Empire that we got a feeling like that, that somebody dared to actually chisel out new ground. And I thought that this was an amazing job of not only doing that but also kind of reinvesting in the things that I love the best. So for, for a lot of people, for a, a lot of the criticisms that I've gotten or read are this is this doesn't feel like Star Wars. I completely disagree in that it felt like the as much as I have ever loved Star Wars, which is when it felt new and exciting and risky. So like my nostalgia for it comes from that comes from the like, Oh my God, now there's a million creative places that you can go because they have pulled the rug out from under me. And I would love to be able to see the reaction online to Empire Strikes Back for that first 10 minutes, everybody always remembers do or do not, there is no try with Yoda. They don't remember the first 10 minutes when he is the most intentionally annoying Muppet that has ever come and we're supposed to be meeting the Grand Jedi Master, right? People don't, uh, uh, you know, aside from super hardcore nerds, uh, don't really remember that there was a huge backlash to the idea that Luke and Leia were brother and sister. No, no, dude. I And, will, and, and that I, I... Darth Vader was his father right yeah if i'm if
1: i'm honest as a kid i hated empire i thought this was i thought it was a huge mistake and i didn't understand why it was so different and the tone was so different and all that stuff it isn't until later i matured into it went no 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 i I was wrong that was like the best thing ever and the most rewatchable and all this other stuff so i am with you a thousand percent so far
0: totally with you a hundred percent so uh well you want to know what here I'm going to get to the casino thing in a second. But first, let me read a couple emails. Oh, the casino. Jeremy said, the last Jedi didn't work for me. I can appreciate humor, thoughtful commentary from a snarky Luke and a subversive plot, but everything else felt so busy. I couldn't relate to the new characters. It's a movie filled with great ideas, callbacks, and fan service. But after Space Leia, Rose's sudden affection for Finn, and Rey's uh, flip from hating Kylo uh, for killing their uh, father to waiting to save him, all of these moments felt rushed and uneven. Please help me, guys. I don't want to be apathetic about Star Wars, but more and more, it feels like my enjoyment for the series ended after Empire. Well, Empire Strikes Back came out in 1980.
1: 81, (laughs) yeah, or whatever.
0: 81, Mm -hmm. right? So, uh, uh, you know, it's fine. If you have not enjoyed the series since the early 80s, then maybe it's not for you. (laughs) There's no shame in being apathetic about Star Wars. Don't worry about it. Uh, We will get into a lot of what you were talking about before. And, Joey wrote us, I fall on the side of The Last Jedi not, not, Jedi not being quite the greatest thing since Slice Jawa. Not to say it was a bad movie. It's quite good. I just didn't live up to the hype and had several very stupid moments. I also didn't answer any questions, and the one it did answer was stupid. When you spend an entire movie going on and on about somebody's parents, they can't be nothing. Joey, oh, yeah. I disagree entirely, and here's why. I do too on this point. Yep. This movie was about the
1: also before you while you formulate those words let me just say one tiny thing yeah I'm not sure we should be taking Kylo's word for anything anyway so so for those out there that are disappointed in what he told her and think that's the final word I don't how why he has he has all kinds of motivations to mislead her and I don't know that for sure that her parents are nobody farmers who sold her for money to buy booze. I don't know. Who knows? I mean,
0: like, all right. Uh, what's a better answer? Like, I mean, the, the, are we really going to be happy because, uh, uh you know, o- Obi Wan got some side action on on Alderon, <laughs> yeah. right? That he was he was cruising Maz Eisley and knocked up somebody, and then uh, was a deadbeat father, like, uh, or, or that we're gonna have to do gymnastics to figure out. Uh, uh why han and and leia don't recognize or understand despite the fact that leia is obviously exactly who we have known she is and equal to luke skywalker in her proficiency with the force that she didn't recognize that that uh, ray was her daughter <laughs> and specifically when the entire plot that we have seen of leia up till this point is having a uh, uh, the gigantic hole in her life be the fact that her son was uh who he is like like uh, that to me uh, the, the idea that she has is like Kylo mm-hmm. somebody that is scarred somebody that wears the signs of her abuse and and her actions are taken from that scarring that she has obviously lived in denial about mm-hmm. is to me so much more human it brings me so much more into her story it brings me so much more into her motivation and avoids what I think would have been just a a, 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 a shoehorning into the legacy for shoehorning. Stuff. Yeah.
1: Do we need another moment of, okay, where is it? Where is it? Oh, there it is. She's a Skywalker or she's from Leia's relationship with so-and-so or, or Kylo's her brother. Like really? Really? Do, it, do people really want that again? Because I didn't. I was thrilled that they went a different direction or at the very least, we don't know yet. They didn't have to spill whatever beans are left to spill like they don't have to do that the template doesn't have to always be the same totally with you on that totally with you but you have not addressed the monkey in the room that's not a phrase
0: yeah the Finn, in the room.
1: Finn, rose and that damn casino all right
0: here's why you're wrong
1: i like the casino by the way only in that i like the horse dogs and I like uh generally I like weird alien shit. So so I was actually kind of down there with was, that.
0: There's plenty of weird alien shit. Yeah right.
1: Yeah. Anyway, go ahead.
0: There is all right, so uh uh one of the things uh as an overarching thing that I liked the most about this movie was that like Empire, it separated the military plot from the religious plot, mm-hmm. which is which is something that I, I really appreciated, and the stories echoed to each other. So as Luke is explaining to Ray that by the way, the reason why he throws the 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 lightsaber over his shoulders because that's literally what he has done for decades now after having one moment of weakness uh, uh that was obviously heightened on some level by meddling from snoke he has for he has blocked himself off from the force and he is pushing anybody away that would possibly want to do it he is committing slow suicide from doing it now what he tells ray is there is no reason to, to make a choice of light and dark.
2: Mm-hmm. The,
0: this is all just a, 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 a connection to the universe. You can do what you want. Whenever we've tried to organize this, it has always been terrible. Uh, uh, take a look at, but well, here. Uh, Here's some DVDs of the prequels. Uh, uh, watch how dumb the Jedi are. You don't want to be dumb like them. So, so we'll go ahead and do this. So right, right. the point of the entire mutiny storyline is Finn and Rose... Going through their own version of this, right. they they make a moral choice, much like Ray does, to go to find Luke to bring Luke back into the fold. They decide that, hey, look, the only way that we're going to be able to save this fleet, and and by the way, is the entire Resistance. Keep that in mind. The, is is to go to this planet that to at Maz Kanata's recommendation find the Master Cracker. Okay, right, right.
1: Who turns out so to they- be uh, I flip you, I flip you. What's his name? Um uh benicio
0: it's justin thoreau but he's kind of a a a red herring because they wind up getting thrown in jail before they can go talk to justin that was
1: justin thoreau yeah at the casino with the flower on yeah shit i had no idea that was him well there we go now i can see it in my head i watched uh, leftovers religiously so now it's all coming to me but i had no idea he cameoed in that thing all right anyway keep going
0: so the the big uh, uh, criticism is okay, well, stupid. I uh, we don't like these new characters. Uh, or Finn's a stupid character. Rose is a bad character. Uh, and then ultimately, not only did they not achieve their goal after getting the master cracker and coming back and sneaking in and and the MacGuffin, uh, they do worse. They actually imperil the entire fleet because mm-hmm. they uh, uh, uh the the DJ proves that uh, a third time's not a charm for meeting a scoundrel in in this universe and despite the fact that Lando makes a leadership decision that imperils our heroes and Han Solo's actually a good guy despite the fact that he's got a gruff exterior, DJ's actually a piece of poop and uh, <laughs> uh and and basically sentences the entire resistance to death so we can get 200 credits and a ham sandwich and a and, and a sweet ride uh, out of town. <laughs> the point of this entire casino planet. Yeah. Lies in the final moments that Leia has in uh, 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 right before Luke makes his dramatic appearance.
1: Okay. What do okay. they do?
0: They signal all that they, they got to get to this uh, fort and they, uh, it'll finally have enough power. They can get news to the outer rim planets. The outer rim planets will come and save them while they are in a fortified bunker. Well, guess what happens? The Force Order has more firepower than they think, and none of the outer rim planets. Uh, respond. Right. The resistance is over. It yeah. is done. They have 20 people, and now they have no help coming. Mm-hmm. So what is the point of the casino planet? Finn and Rose did exactly what they needed to do, and this is the reason why this movie ends with the young kid showing elements of, uh, of the Force and and feeling and and playing with the legends that have now been created of not only Finn and Rose, but also Luke Skywalker. Because that is how the resistance gains power. It is not through remnants of the old Outer Rim governments and militaries. It is through a new uprising of the proletariat and the, the events that happen on that casino planet, the bold actions taken by our two heroes are an example of that pushing forward. And the concrete proof of that is what happens with that kid in the last frame. Now, you cannot like that story, but this is what I love about this movie. Is that these dots connect? They are telling. Like, Ryan Johnson told his story. You cannot like it, but you can't say that it's not there. Mm-hmm. So, like that is what the point of that subplot is. So for me, I liked it. That's why it was there for me. I didn't feel like it was going nowhere. I didn't feel like it was just a a, a waste of time. Uh, uh, and that's all I would say to anybody. I, is that wouldn't you, would you does- would
1: you say though that the. Reason do you do you feel like they were given how do I put this they, they it's not that it was a waste it's that it just was underdone like not well fleshed out and I know it's a two and a half hour movie with a lot to cram in and you know you gotta get the time where you can get it but it just felt like they didn't earn it like they didn't earn the emotional impact of what we were supposed to feel later with those two people whereas I felt all the emotional impacts with with Ray and with Luke and with uh, especially Leia. I thought Leia's everything. I thought everything Carrie Fisher did was really good. She was
0: great. She was yeah. great. And, and I'll tell you what, Mark Hamill, I thought brought it. And I was not so much of a fan of Hansel of, a, of, of a, uh, Harrison Ford in the forest awakens. I, I, I thought that he had moments, but mostly I was just like, all right, get off this green, grandpa. He uh, mostly,
1: he mostly felt like he was phoning that in. And, and in the case of, of Mark Hamill, I I felt the opposite. Like I felt like he was trying to put in his best, his best work. He's, his acting is better than certainly when he was nineteen.
0: His his stuff with Yoda, to me was, I was I was a kid. I mean, it was it was the Yoda that I remember. It's the Yoda from Empire. Uh, uh, he's he's goofy. Uh, uh, he and and for this for the first time, we see. I mean, the lesson in Empire from Yoda to Luke is do or do not. There is no try. Mm-hmm. His lesson in this movie is we are what they grow beyond. He's not talking to him master to student. He's right. talking to him master to master. And, and that's, that was mind-blowing to me. It was, it, was, it was amazing, and it was as poignant as, as his lessons in Jedi and, and Empire were to Luke.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree. And also just knowing, I don't know if he actually did the hand puppetry part like he did in the old movies, but knowing that Frank Oz was voicing Doing the voice, yeah. a, a actual puppeted creature not some cgi thing yeah really really got me where it needed to get me like that was did
0: you notice in the movie how they had to take off some of the force ghost effect like he starts out very force ghosty but he looks too cgi so they have to take off some of the force ghosty stuff so you notice that he's a puppet
1: yeah now why he's why he's the puppet not obi-wan well it's probably obvious because what are you going to do have you know CGI, uh, sir, what's his name? Come back from the dead. Probably a bad idea. Yoda's the right choice, but
0: Yoda Yoda was his teacher. You know, uh, Obi Wan was was a surrogate, and and Yoda was his teacher.
1: Yeah, really good point. Um, I noticed
0: that's my defense. My my defense of the casino thing. And look, you can say, uh, 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 you know, I don't know how much more time. In fact, I'm probably more on the side that we could have spent a little bit less time on the casino planet. I know it's. I know why it's there. But I don't think us spending more time of of uh, uh, Rose and Finn going back and forth uh, were, were was necessary when when Rose saves him. And again, I mean, look, is another amazing theme in the movie. But like her line of of we're going to win by saving what we love, not killing what we hate, which is a, a an exact mirror contradiction to Kylo Ren's "you have to kill the past to build the future." Yeah, this is uh, and and. A, 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 a yin and yang of 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 fascism versus uh, democracy, right? Like, yep. this is everything I've ever loved about Star Wars. This is a meaty, philosophical Star Wars movie. Like, it's everything that I've ever wanted in this franchise.
1: Yeah. I don't disagree. I mean, not that I'm any, I mean, here, <laughs> the casino scene, I actually don't have a problem, like I said, with the casino itself. I think the dog horses are badass. I love weird Star Wars creatures. I'm totally into that.
0: I actually was. I was. Uh, I knew we had to uh, at some point introduce, you know, uh, Chekhov's dog horse rule. Like, you know, if you show a dog horse race, eventually you're gonna have to see them stampede. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I, I could have took or leave the, the running of the proletariat, aside from just being a, uh, a a cool set piece. Well, and
1: and and mind you, like one of the things Star Wars always has done, and this is every single one of them, including uh, your much maligned Rogue One uh, entry into the series. There's always a place to go where weird things are just hanging around. It's always a sure. thing you do, and the first one is the cantina. And uh, you know, this
0: one's got a few of them because it's also got Luke taking that gnarly ass uh, pull on that gross ass green uh, uh utter milk. That's really that's the sickest, most dis- disturbing. I can't wait! I can't wait until everybody's seen this movie and these gifts are fair game because I that's, I'm just gonna post that gnarly ass. <laughs> You know, just milk dripping down his beard a million times on Twitter.
1: So, uh, Chad, I'm going to recommend you guys start calling because I think the phone's being weird. I don't know why its they're not coming through. They worked this morning, and suddenly they're not coming through. But 801-285-9395, that'll help me test this and make sure for whatever reason when I call my phone or with my phone, it, it doesn't register. But if you can get through, give it a shot. Uh, in case that's being weird and we're screwed on that end, uh, we do want your tweets. Send uh, the hashtag unfriend me. And we want to start hearing your feedback about what you liked, what you didn't. I noticed in the chat room, there's a whole lot of talk going on about yeah. uh, the uh, well, city. Do
0: and- you, 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 you want to go through the the list of gripes? I've compiled gripes. Oh yeah. From- Give me some Twitter. gripes.
1: Yeah. Guess, let's do it. And let's talk about each one.
0: Snoke got Darth mauled. <laughs> they had such a cool villain and he just got, he got treated like Darth Maul down to the fact that they caught him in half.
1: Um, well, all right. Now a couple theories floating around that, you know the whole Darth Plagueis theory that he's ah, he is the Darth Sith, Plagueis the wise, yeah, that cheats death, right? I'm I, I'm not here to say uh, what if the twist was he's not really dead, but he might not be, and I will give you some proof for it. Also, in the vein of what the hell's going on with Darth Maul, Darth Maul didn't die; he came back in a series of comics. They was he was sewn together, and he's half robot now.
0: But I mean, so was so did Boba Fett. But uh, you know, look uh, uh, in terms of the canon. Uh, uh you know they were they're they're both gone
1: they're both gone they both- in, in effect they're gone and i'm i'm even okay if snoke is gone except that i don't feel like we got enough time with him i would have really liked to have more time with him so i do not besmirch people that opinion how he died i have no problem with that in fact i really liked it because they did something they've never done in this movie in star wars movies yeah they they make it seem like the most powerful in the force either on the light or the dark side that make it seem like they are omnipotent godlike creatures that know and see and feel everything. And what they, this showed a weakness in the system that's inherent. And that is that he is sitting there saying, closing his eyes, all Andy circus style and saying, I feel it flowing through you. I can see your blade turning slowly toward the foe. And it's doing that, but not where he thinks it is. It's turning toward him and he doesn't know it because Even the most powerful of Jedis, even the most powerful of Sith, they don't really know. They don't really, really know. They have a pretty good idea. They're prophet like that, but they don't really know. And it caught me just smiling ear to ear when that happened, when it shot through him, when he realized what happened and watched that body topple topple over. I mean, I about cheered. I thought it was amazing. I loved that that entire sequence. Probably my favorite part of the movie, honestly, is that whole bit.
0: Yeah, uh, look, every Sith Lord lives to die by their apprentice uh, that happened mm-hmm. it made kylo uh, a, a far better character it brought him into a new unstable place where where he revealed vulnerability to ray mm-hmm. you know he he gave her the the look let's just do this together like let's heal together we are damaged human beings and now we have both made sacrifices and now we can go forward together just his step one was let's just kill everybody else. And her step one was no, let's save everybody else. And and that leads them to their division again, creating this awesome dichotomy that now can set up future conflicts. So yep. listen, Snoke got killed. Uh, it was the most interesting thing that Snoke could do in the story. IMO. am. Uh,
1: I, uh, yes. Now that being said, I understand again, I understand. I think if he would have lived through three, I think people would be, be complaining too much. Snoke. This is the emperor again. He's too much like Darth Sidious. Okay, here we go again. So I think you're either you're you're damned if you do and damned if you don't with that guy. If you'd let him live, sure. you'd have that problem. If you didn't let him live, you'd have that problem. But I,
0: I also think that look, uh, uh, Marvel hasn't done this in a decade. Right, a, a compelling villain like Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren is an awesome, awesome, awesome uh, villain. I, I, even in the in the criticisms, I don't think that I've really read that. I think even for people who think that Snoke went out too early, that. To me, you can't separate that. If you love where Kylo went, that's partly because killing Snoke makes him that character.
1: Oh, yeah. No, there, there's a moment there uh, as, a, as to throw in a comparison. So how long did it take Vader to make a choice? A very long time. Like yeah. right up into the last minute, he went, eh, eh, looked both ways for a second, picked up Grandpa and threw him down the chute, right? That was very last second. Like that conversion from... I'm the most evil freaking Sith lord ever to I'm your dad and I'm sorry and here's a weird harmonica face well you need to take my helmet off. That whole transition's way too quick and way too da- uh, too clean. This thing his his transition way more believable to me. You can tell he's struggling with this. This is not and none of this is easy for him to do. He knows what he thinks he wants to do versus what he probably should do. He's conflicted and everybody knows yeah. it and he knows it and the only way he can do anything about this is to pick a side and he picks a side
0: Man, remember do you remember that uh that scene though in uh, uh empire yeah. where they flashback and they see um emperor palpatine in like space high school and he's getting picked <laughs> on and he gets thrown in a locker and and uh, uh they're like locking him and he's like trying to figure stuff out and you know all of his uh, the girl that he likes like uh, brushes him off and he becomes like really evil because of that, Do you no. remember that?
1: Yeah, it's a great episode. It's my favorite.
0: Yeah, no. Well, no, you don't because it didn't happen. It didn't because it did not exist. Know. Exactly. We did not need to know about uh, Emperor Palpatine's backstory. We don't need to know about Snoke's backstory. They're evil people with bad skin, and they're manipulating these other characters, and they die. And that's 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 who cares? No, it's Our- the number
1: one problem with the prequels. We didn't need to know everything about about uh, anakin in well, my I opinion mean,
0: a, the prequels are just uh, trash they're trash they're trash movies they are uh, trash uh, movies uh, if you don't like my movie i cannot like your movie so suck it the yeah
1: unfriend unfriend it. me is what we'd say on the show unfriend me yeah. all that. right uh,
0: uh, uh people are saying have, have you tried restarting skype uh, uh i'm
1: gonna do it again i've done it like four times and i'm gonna do it one more time because something's up i may have to hold on let's let's see what happens here i'm not even getting the normal sound stuff i get Uh, All right. Anyway, Uh, uh, it's it's, Leia in space. Leia in space. Oh, space space Leia. Leia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The
0: moment where Leia gets blown out of the ship, she employs uh, the force and is brought back uh, uh, into uh, the the ship where she is put in critical condition to heal. Yeah. Uh, Did that bother you?
1: Uh, At first, yes. Later, no. And I'll explain. When she first uh, was out there floating, I thought, well, Carrie Fisher did pass away. This would be a way that they would end this so I could yeah, see this happening. I bought it. I, I did too. Um, but anytime anybody survives the vacuum of cold space, I kind of have trouble with it at first. Uh, I may come around a little to your ideas, but when she suddenly opened her eyes, used her hand to suck herself to the ship and then she's okay. In my mind, I'm thinking, well, the damage is done. I start thinking like seriously, literally and clinically, like you've got a uh, frostbite on every inch of your freaking exposed skin. There's no way you're going to survive this, let alone look okay after all this is done. So so all of that started kicking in, even though I'm in a fantasy movie here, I started thinking about all that. And other people have said, well, she's, you know, Luke's sister. She's got the force. She knows this and that. But in the past, she has always just sort of been, oh, I can feel it. Oh, I kind of knew you were my brother. Oh, I sort of I know I, you know, like she just kind of has a feeling, whereas Luke's like moving shit.
0: Yeah, I think that's the reason why they put it in there, though, is because she's supposed to be. Yoda views her as a credible backup plan if Luke dies oh, to point. to the Force Ghost of Obi-Wan. Yeah. when yeah. He's taking off in, in Empire. Yeah, so
1: that's a really good point. Yeah. I but but again, it first kind of bugged me. Then I was glad she wasn't dead yet cuz I I wanted to see more happen with her. And then I you know what honestly my biggest surprise of the movie is that by the end she's still a perfectly uh I part of the story. I think we're
0: going to get a time jump. Yeah. in the next one, I think that's part of the the, the kid thing. And I, I, if I were to take money, I would say that we open up at Carrie, at Princess Leia's funeral.
1: That's what I think. So this is interesting you say that. Me and Nibbit were talking about this. Um, you know, it looks like just the phone number's down. I don't know why. Like, Skype sucks. F these guys. I'm using two different versions of Skype, by the way. The old one that worked fine without any issues and the new version, and both are just not ringing through. So I don't know what's going on. I'm, I've been calling it with my own phone here. Um, anyway this is what I'm going to say I think that they the opening is a funeral for General Organa it could be a million things it could be that the exposure in space really did cause long term damage it was just enough to get her through uh, or whatever whatever your cause of death is it could be whatever it is and that is the scene for a major action scene because in the middle of this procession um, I don't know what planet they do it on but it'll be you know very ornate and many people there to to see this and all this stuff. And then things go real bad because somebody's infiltrated the the funeral and is trying to assassinate somebody I, I, I else. do
0: also think that, allegedly, uh, uh, the ninth movie was going to feature Leia heavily mm-hmm. uh, and allegedly was going to feature her confronting Kylo. And so if you are going to have that happen, establishing her force bona fides would be necessary oh, in this movie right to make her a credible threat by the time that nine comes around.
1: are you thinking though let's think of it literally do you think that she was always just holding back because she was like the military part of the rebel the, the rebel alliance this wasn't she didn't want to be in the mystic-y uh religious-y stuff um, he's the general
0: i mean like you know, how much you know if, if 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 the general of a uh a, a military is a great marksman does he have to fire his gun you know to to you know, every time, right? Yeah, like, yeah. you know, just when he's at the house, does he open a uh, can of Coke by firing a gun into it? Like, but that's
1: kind of what I like. I like the, I like the idea that she holds back and yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. no, that's what I, I, that's what my, my read is, but I, I didn't find it to be incongruous with how, well no,
1: she was fine. In fact, I mean, I, I'll say All it right, again. How,
0: how, how are we going to get people in it? People are going crazy. I know this is
1: super annoying that this isn't working at the moment. I don't know why it's not, you know what I can do. I can pull here. Let me,
0: to me, this is the same thing, kind of thing as the the Snoke got Darth Mauled. Uh, uh, I think, alleged, according to Ryan Johnson, there's a lot of other Phasma stuff that wind up uh, hitting the cutting room floor. So I don't know if there's more things in there. I don't think that this movie at two and a half hours needed to be longer so I can understand the fact that, look, she is kind of Boba Fett. She's a cool armored person with a cool cape, and we all love Gwendolyn Christie because she's in Game of Thrones. But ultimately, who is she other than just a kind of bodyguard uh, for for Hawks and uh, a leader in that space well like, I
1: did I did think that we would have at least gotten more than her eyeball you know like after two we, movies we, the we first had
0: to see her face yeah, well
1: something like the first movie she did really nothing she just was there and you were like ooh Chrome and then that's it and then this yeah. one she's like oh big confrontation her and Finn finally in fact the whole reason for Finn leaving and going to the place and then getting caught was for this confrontation. Really. And she gets tossed down a hole with her eye exposed, which I, by the way, I think she's, I think she totally survives. There's no way she dies from that because made, they, they made, they make this she's huge, bad. they made this huge deal about her stupid armor.
0: They were keeping a, sc- a SARLAC pit under it. I think she felt.
1: <laughs> Maybe, but point is, like, all we get is Gwendolyn Christie's eyeball and her saying a couple of words, and that's all she but ever Ari, meant for if this? We,
0: if, if Gwendolyn, honest question, if gwendoline Christie wasn't in Game of Thrones, would you give a shit that she doesn't take her helmet off? Um, if you didn't know her, she was just a tall lady <laughs> who's in Star Wars and you had no idea who the hell she is. Would you give a rat's ass?
1: No, I wouldn't. You're right.
0: So then, You're why right. do we care? Uh, we care because, well, why do we care about any
1: character? Like,
0: Well, no, no, I'm saying we care about that because we want to see... We're we're invested in Gwendolyn Christie's career because we like her in Game of Thrones and we're like, oh, she should have a cool scene. I guess,
1: you know what it is? For me, it was like when... You can go too far both ways. On the one hand, when Star Wars ended for the first trilogy back in 84 or whatever, uh, you took this now two-movie old character that everyone loved because of how cool he was, Boba Fett, and he's no good to me dead and all his cool stuff. Right. And then what do you do at the end of it? You throw him down a pit. It was that he was the terrible shot. Suddenly the, the super soldier that he was didn't play any role.
0: He He gets punked out by a blind person. Yes,
1: exactly. And gets sucked down the hole. And that's the end. He's a, he's devoured for a thousand years. Okay. That's dumb. And under undersells him. On the other hand, making a full three movie length prequel trilogy that goes way too far the other direction where it's like Django Fett and then his son held his head, the head of his father and that was the beginning of a great mu- uh, smuggling career like bounty yeah. hunter lifestyle like that was too much information so I want Star Wars to get better at this which is build me a world don't explain everything and don't feel like you have to finish everything so I am arguing against myself here when I say this Yeah, I don't need Gwendolyn Christie to get out of there and go oh, Yes, I don't need her to I just like her. And so I felt like she's getting just from a professional standpoint, like it just kind of sucks that she's an eyeball and that's all she'll ever have been possibly. That's that's slightly annoying to me. But. Character wise. Yeah, I don't need that. I don't want a a prequel telling me how she grew up, like you were saying about uh, Sidious in high school. I don't need that. Yeah. I just need to know that they're bad, that they're doing terrible things, that they got motivations. I may not understand them. I need to know that that planet has cool white crust on top of a uh, red, whatever the hell, salt stuff. And and you don't have to tell me anything else. You don't have to
0: tell me how it got there. You don't have to Star
1: Trek explain that stuff.
0: All That's, right, here's another one. Yeah. Too many jokes. Why are there too many jokes in this movie? Um, I had I had somebody say, "Man, starting a Star Wars movie off with a Dave's not here gag was was really awesome." <laughs>
1: I hadn't thought of the Dave's not here comparison, but it's pretty apropos. I don't know. I laughed at that. I thought it was funny. Um,
0: yeah. Star Wars has oh, always I... been
1: funny. Let me tell you what that scene was. That scene was if was Star Wars Episode Four when Han Solo rips his his uh, borrowed uh, helmet from the stolen uh, stormtrooper outfit, takes the head helmet off, and starts talking into the speaker thing to let those guys know that everything's fine down here. We're all fine here. That joke, that exchange, that uh, boring conversation anyway after he shoots it and yells for Chewie, that's yeah. the same stuff. People are He's, forgetting yeah. that Star Wars has always been like this, and you were a kid, so it was fine for you. When you heard Chewie yell like Tarzan and swing between trees to get onto an AT-ST, you, you, you thought that was fine when you were seven or eight. But you don't like that stuff now because you're older. But if you go back and watch your beloved original trilogy, I guarantee you that shit is all over those things. It well, just is. I, don't I mean,
0: I, I I I think here's my explanation. And, oh, man, I'll tell you, maybe I should open up my Skype. If I open it and just give people my Skype number. Try it.
1: I don't know why. I think Skype it may be down everywhere. So I don't know. I mean, I give them my Skype name, but then I have to accept everybody. You get the same problem, I think you'd have to accept uh, that, uh, all
0: right uh, guys try to call in justin robert young on skype and uh we'll see if we'll see if this works
1: yeah and if you can and if that's not working i mean as a, a third backup try frogpants underscore scott um maybe that'll work the phone number is the thing we're supposed to be using but i don't know why it's not working anyway uh go ahead
0: all right so uh 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 <laughs> number one somebody just came in i just tuned in is this spoiler free Nope. <laughs>
1: not at all
0: uh uh well, all right, it, it is one? if you just tuned uh, uh, in the, just the, the,
1: leave before you get spoiled is all we're saying
0: the the force is whatever the writers need it to be that it's not what it what it was where it was very defined now all of a sudden characters are having long-form conversations erratic long-form conversations with each other like ray and kylo and uh, uh are projecting themselves into uh, uh, dozens of people's minds at the same time like luke does at the very very end uh, uh, uh did, did you feel that the force was was uh too malleable uh compared to how it used to be no
1: um no because there have been worse i mean even if you didn't like that it was malleable or more malleable in this in this particular episode uh, they've done things with it in the past that are almost unforgivable. The whole midi-chlorian thing, which we now just sort of ignore and pretend never happened. Uh, d- well, maybe, I mean, maybe that's, maybe that's our Ray explanation in the end. I don't, I don't know, but that midi-chlorian yeah. thing sucked. That sucked. It was a bad idea. George Lucas was wrong to use it. It really did F with the force in a way that made it feel fundamentally different. Be mad about that. I don't think I saw any of that in this. Like what was more malleable? We find out that Kylo Ren has, uh, uh, if he can find an equal in terms of force sensitivity, they can they can find this weird communication method that they didn't know existed before. I don't have a problem with that. Blazing new or ground, whether
0: or not, whether or not Snoke indeed was the one uh, manipulating that. Exactly. He,
1: that's the thing everyone keeps reminding me is like Snoke uh, arranged that call, <laughs> and maybe he did. It doesn't matter. Like to me, that's fun new territory you haven't explored before. So go ahead and explore it. This that's okay. It's not like they said. Now the force lets me make food of any sort that I want appear in front of me. That would have been dumb. Yeah. They didn't do that. They just said, here are the existing things we know about the force. We now live in a time where there's literally one Jedi, at least one trained, like, complete Jedi. And he's living like a hermit on some shit planet with a bunch of nun fish. Right? So, uh... (laughs) It reminds me of when that rock fell and hit the nunfish cart, and it made me laugh. See, it was another part. That of, was great. Yeah, it yeah, made me laugh. It was great. It was like puppety moment. So many
0: jokes.
1: Yeah, and for people
0: I'll remember all the jokes in this franchise. Everyone
1: who talks about porgs being a problem, whatever, man, go watch episode six. That is the Muppet Show. Is there's five thousand Muppets everywhere. They all think they're cute and funny. Uh, Salacious Crumb is a shitty, shitty character. Like. It's fine though. It's Star Wars. Who cares? There's supposed to be droids that are too emotional, even though droids shouldn't be emotional. There's supposed to be a little garbage droid that rides around the Death Star going, meep, 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 meep. and that set up a great joke for this new one when you got BB 8 inside of a, a trash can going, meep, 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 trying to pretend like he's in disguise. Like it's fun and dumb, but that's Star Wars. It has always been that. And that's my uh, oh, biggest yeah. complaint about all the complaining right now. I may I have my own little plot issues, but that's got nothing to do with the overall arc of Star Wars. Star Wars has always been this way. You're just not willing to fess up to the fact. Not you, but people who disagree with me are not willing up to uh, willing to fess up to the fact that it has always followed this template since minute one. And man, I'll tell
0: you amazing. what I, I guess Skype is just down because uh, nobody nobody has rung me either. Yeah, so I
1: think I'm... Skype is but uh, something's wrong with the service. It's not the client, like straight up. Something's busted on Man, there. Now end. we're
0: now we're gonna have to do like some call in thing. That's
1: right, the shittiest thing too, because this is the perfect day for calls, because people don't have to express. Uh, th- this isn't an, an episode where you had to call in and go. I support abortion. Yeah, me. exactly. Oh, oh wait, wait hold on. Oh you? my god. Oh my Here god. We go. something, okay, something came through. Uh, uh, uh,
0: uh, uh, go ahead.
1: <laughs> hey, it's it's Ian. I am sci-fi. Uh, of course. Uh, hi, Ian. How you doing? He always finds a way. Go not ahead, ma'am. What's up? Not too
0: bad, Justin. Not uh, too crap. bad. Do you want to know what? It's, it's auto. It's uh, it, it's auto muting Scott. That, no. that is something. Oh. not Oh,
1: oh, I can hear both of you, but you can't hear me.
0: Uh, I can I can hear you faintly, Scott. So l- 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 let's try to just go uh, one uh, after another. Actually, here, you want <laughs> uh, Ian? Just say say what you're say what you're saying, and, and then and then we'll we'll get you off. Whoa. Okay. Cool. Uh, what I wanted to say is. Uh, I, I think one of the main reasons why people have a big problem with this movie is because they had their ideas 100 percent set on how this movie was going to turn out before, long before it actually happened. Yeah. And now that they've actually seen the movie, they're disappointed that all of their fan theories are not coming true.
1: Oh, interesting. So you think that because yeah. all right. okay, all that- so he thinks because they've he's got this or um, they people go in with not necessarily expectations but they've already got kind of in their head what the arc of ray was going to be maybe to yeah. some fault for jj for kind of reproducing episode four uh, pretty blatantly maybe that maybe that's part of the problem here is this broke those sense, expectations i i,
0: I, I can understand people feeling betrayed right if, if if they had a very specific idea of what was in there then that's fine i guess the only thing for me is that uh, i man did i not want just a redoing of the original trilogy <laughs> like yeah. i wanted something and and here's probably the biggest example of. it. Right. Manny writes us uh, using the hashtag unfriend me on Twitter. Why is Luke's character not like his character in the entire rest of the movies? He's not a coward. Why would they make him a coward? Uh, man, I I just had a totally different read of 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 Luke in this movie. I don't I don't find him to be a coward. I find him to be very conflicted, but I think that there's a a a, a, a tremendous I think he's ashamed but on, there, there's a know. tremendous amount of, of, of bravery. And also, he's trying to, again, he's another scarred child uh, who is trying to not walk in his father's footsteps. He, he for a brief moment, uh, uh, entertained the idea of killing his nephew,
2: mm-hmm. right?
0: That has haunted him for every day since then. And he has tried to make sure that he never lived that life that for a brief second, seemed possible Mm -hmm. that to me is not him being a coward right it it, it might be him not conquering his fears but also it's uh, it's it's him uh uh, trying to do the best for the universe and he feels that him being a part of it is not a part of of what it could be because he doesn't want to be his father he doesn't want to have to tilt the balance toward toward uh the, the the dark side and that's why he's gone into hiding
1: yeah i agree i mean he's clearly conflicted he's 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 downtrodden and feeling like everything i thought may have been a bit of a lie not a lie but you know this isn't this isn't just an issue of good and evil it's something else and you know how much how much evil did i do trying to do good and same goes for you know some of his progenitors and all of that so he's definitely in this moment of disenfranchisement he's also alone there's no other jedis like that's it he's the guy no,
0: he's hanging out with those with those uh, fish nuns
1: yeah and did the other i mean i don't know maybe i missed this or whatever but when kylo and many other Force children, uh, Force sensitive children, are being trained by Luke in his little camp or whatever he was doing there. Um, when that place was on fire and burning to the ground, does that mean that everyone's killed but Kylo? Does that mean everyone else died? Like, I, I, is is that part I, of? The- I would
0: have to watch it again to see if there were any other clues there. But uh, uh, I, I read it as as you know, Kylo did not care about anybody else it was just him and the people that were uh, that were
1: there see and that so that's my my takeaway is that luke is has never really been able to live that down like to him whatever the whatever that catastrophe was even if it was just that he unleashed kylo into the world as as now this vader following crazy person is enough for him to go well what am i doing what am i doing i thought i was supposed to be you know this great Jedi, the greatest of all time, the one to truly bring balance to the force. And instead I have unbalanced it like that is, that is some, that is some heavy duty stuff to be going through. I didn't find anything about what he did cowardly. I found what everything he was trying to, or everything he was doing when he was resisting Ray in the beginning and everything else to be a natural reaction. If you are completely disenfranchised with the system.
0: Yeah. He's not scared. Uh, All right. How about, how about this one? This is something that we've gotten in the chat a bunch. Uh, Why is one-third of the movie a white Ford Bronco slow-speed chase?
1: (laughs) It's not. It's happening behind a lot of other scenes. It's happening, but okay, here's the difference. Imagine uh, you're at home watching TV in 1995. O.J. Simpson, a white Bronco, we're going to keep on the story and let you know what's happening, and they just do the slow Bronco chase. This movie was me having a remote and flipping around to other channels while that was happening. So I could check back on it, see if anything's happened with the big OJ chase, but I can also see part of this baseball game and also the last part of Shogun and this other part of this other thing and a little cartoon in between. Like they, they didn't just stay there. That would be, that would be a problem. I agree, but that's not what they did. I don't think that's a mischaracterization of those of that plot.
0: So uh, I will, I will admit to say that I am not enough, of a science fiction a hard sci-fi fan to know exactly why they were in that situation or why the empire the first order didn't just launch other uh, uh small craft to continue to harass the the one resistance vessel uh but I will say that I loved the mutiny subplot I thought it was great I I I I initially and I guess nobody else did but I initially read into uh, uh, Poe's interaction that he thought maybe uh, a holdout was not like, was maybe even not who she said she was.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, uh, and that, and that that was part of why, part of the motivation for why he needed to mutiny. Uh, uh, and, you know, it felt to me like, it felt like Battlestar. It felt like, you yeah. know, like a, a, a bunch of people arguing on on a bridge because this is life and death and we need to make a decision why aren't you giving me the the info here like you know it was it was uh it was well done and to me poe's story was probably the most poignant of them all you know we we get that initial uh, uh the initial scene where he makes the call to go ahead with the bombing run on the dreadnought murders like a third of their force and and has to learn hard lessons that even in the fog of war where where casualties are understood that there is salvation in patience and and that there that it's this is not just about you know that we think we keep thinking that Poe is going to be Han mm-hmm. Poe's not Han Poe's Leia mm-hmm. the Leia that we see now you know that's who he is evolving to and I thought that was great not to mention the fact that that initial little uh a bombing sequence does a great job of setting up the consequences of pose action as well as the motivation for Roses.
1: Ah, look, I got somebody, I think. This may have worked. Their service outage may have ended. Hi, who's the, Is Dominique, is this you? Oh, hello? Oh, there. this is bad news. Uh-oh. <laughs> Skype might just be, I don't know what's going on. That, that, that may just be on his end, his microphone, or who knows. Dominique you can try to call him back, see if maybe that'll clear up. Uh, one quick note uh, the site, or sorry, the Rotten Tomato score for this movie at a very healthy 93% critically. That's really strong.
0: That puts it in one of, I believe, the top 10 best reviewed movies of the year. Of the entire Full year. Stop.
1: Now, here's the flip, though 55% audience score. Now, I realize, you know, this is the internet. Uh, comments and and votes and it's like Fox News doing a poll or somebody you're always going to get skewed numbers I totally get that however this is the opposite of what's usually happening what usually happens is fanboys hear about their movie coming out the mainstream movie reviewing press doesn't like it and it ends up in the 40 to 50 range and then you end up with this 90 98 percent thing over on the side for audience score completely flipped around so I just think it bears mentioning that this system only people only complain about this when it doesn't work for their their wants and desires um and now that i say it i realize how basic and easy that is to understand people are like this i totally get it but uh the fact that that audience score is so low yet the tomato meter meter reading is so high either people are going to see that as a conspiracy disney's in the back pocket everybody blah, 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 i don't know uh,
0: so it also bears pointing out that cinema score which is a statistical uh, a service that is used to poll people as they come out of the theater
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, for audience reaction had Last Jedi at an A, so that that that, that you know in a un internet focused uh, statistical sampling of viewers gave it an A score. So uh, just to give you a slight bit of context, the to- only
1: problem I have with CinemaScore is that. They're all high scores for some reason. So I don't know if that's just because people are coming people out of the theater. I generally
0: like movies, but yeah, no, you're right. I mean, like, normally it's, it's like the, if it's a garbage movie, it's a, it's a C. Yeah. Or
1: like, like Coco, A, which I would agree with. I love that movie. Uh, almost all the stuff's in the A. The only thing that got anywhere near like a failing grade is a D minus for Suburbicon. Uh, but the rest of these are like A, Bs and one C. Anyway, the point is, yeah, this stuff varies. Uh, biases abound and no matter where you're at or what you're doing. And I just think it's interesting. I think next time one of your movies reviews poorly that you enjoyed, maybe don't spend the next three days on social media going, eh, freaking reviewers, they suck. I don't trust any of them uh, because it it can go both ways. That knife cuts both ways, son. That's all I'm saying. Uh, all right. What else do we have to say? Here's what we may have to do. We may have to because I we may really have to do another call-in show. We may because I really I feel bad. They should have been able to call in. This thing worked this morning. No problem. I don't know what's going on now. Skype's got problems or an outage. I didn't check their support accounts. Maybe they even know it. Uh, but there's some people getting in one. You know, the only one I got sounded like shit. Yours, yours got in, but nobody else tried. But I know people are trying. In fact, I can see a lot of the missed calls. They just won't let me answer them. So, uh. I don't know. Like, actually, here's here's one from a phone caller. We should call them and just see what happens.
0: Yeah, let's just call them.
1: All right, let's see. Because on this end, We're I can actually do a
0: call out show. We're not a call in show anymore.
1: Yeah, let's see what happens when this person picks up. And if it's somebody's mom or something, I'll feel bad. But but whatever. See, that's that's just calling their old their old cell phone. Why it won't ring through here, I don't know. And this says miss, but I'm not missing them. Hi, who's who's Hello, this? Matt. Hi, Matt. Matt, this is Scott and Justin from that show you tried to call.
2: Yeah, I've been trying to call a couple times. Sorry, man. Something's yeah, up with so, Skype, but we're uh, glad to
1: have you. What's what's uh, What were you thinking about calling about?
2: Yeah, so basically my, my biggest issue was the bead side story was just kind of too long and, and uncompelling. Maybe if they had fled to the, the mine planet and then there was a bunch of kids that were slaves there, and they showed up and they saved all the kids, and you're just making bringing those kids in more more to the story or, or something it just kind of the kids just seemed like they were tacked on there at the end yeah and then yeah i was the guy who was complaining about the um white bronco slope i, I just <laughs> i didn't i, I felt yeah it just didn't compel me and then when she turned around i just thought it was going to be the usual starship trope where you you you, you fly your ship right into the into the fleet. And I'm like, I was waiting for it. And then that's exactly what she did. She
1: totally did. But don't you agree that the way she did and that weird silent, like warped into weird thing they did to blow the ships up was soup. That was really pretty cool. Right.
2: Yeah. That, that that was cool. But I was just like, Oh,
1: they did exactly what I thought they were gonna do. Yeah, they kind of did. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, they totally so did. So wait
0: it. a minute, hold on. Wait. So now the problem is that they did too much of what you like too much of what you thought you were gonna do.
1: <laughs> well, you're not saying like, but you're saying they yeah. did stuff that you um
0: I'm, I'm just saying that the I last kind of Jedi too it. predictable. Too predictable. Not- that's what he's saying. Too predictable. To
1: predict yes. All right. Yes. Fair enough. I uh I mean, I don't know, it's hard to argue with that it's pretty predictable but i'm here to tell you
0: i i did not i mean like by the time that i realized what she was doing i was like oh crap i mean like it was something that i wanted to see and it was awesome yeah that silent uh uh, moment and just i would love to have people record their audiences because there's always like one person just like oh shit but there's no music so they're just saying it out loud like when you like say something gross, but uh, the conversation dies down, so yeah. you're just yelling it in front of everybody. <laughs> yeah,
1: I think I may have been that person during that explosion, because I went, oh, dude, like that. Yeah. And Kim was like, yeah, that is cool. And I, you know, we kind of t- had a little conversation there, but it was so quiet, I, I'm pretty sure people heard us. Alright, we got Dominic giving it another shot. Dominic, are you there?
0: We're just calling yes, people I'm now. here. We're Dominic and Irvine is
2: here.
1: here. Oh, hello, Dominic and Irvine. It's good to have you. What's, uh, what's on your mind, buddy?
0: Uh, so I saw the movie last
1: Yeah, we don't have Dominic now.
0: Um. Oh, no. Oh, you're um. back.
1: You're back. You're back. Okay, go ahead. Try it again. Oh, no. You saw it last night. What happened? Yeah, so I saw the movie. Can you guys hear
2: me? Yep. Yeah, go, go. I saw the movie last night. It was pretty good, I thought. And uh, But you guys, a lot of people are talking about the casino scene.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, the problem with that scene is that it was leading you towards the guy being Lando
1: oh (laughs) that's interesting
0: that
2: you wanted you wanted a lando
0: cameo. you
1: wanted lando did you
2: yeah where was my dude billy d all right
1: this is a fair question billy d cameo do we ever get justin do we ever get it in this trilogy at all
0: (laughs) maybe but i don't know i mean i'm i'm not one to need like I mean, if if they just would have walked by him and he just would have went like, "Oh my!" Like then, like I don't know, what does that really add? I mean, it's a (laughs) to be honest, it's like their their restraint from doing that was something that I appreciated because there was another movie that came out and I'm not going to name it by 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 name, Uh, uh, but uh, it was a Star Wars standalone film that did not have any discipline in jamming in literally every little bit of nostalgia they possibly can and linger on it just so everybody can get their little nostalgia boners. <laughs> so while I agree that I would love Billy D to get a paycheck, I would love for them to write him in in in, in the last one and give him something to do. But I, I don't I didn't need him to just be at at, at the Sabak table playing like, oh, I'll tell you one time I lost my ship. Like
1: <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it's okay that he's not there. And we're gonna get what I think will be a pretty nifty performance as uh, a young Lando out of uh, what's his beak? I can't think of his name. All of a sudden, Childish Cambino, what his name is? Yeah. he looks like he's gonna do something cool with that character. So that'll all uh, happen. So here's what we're gonna do. Um, I, I think we're good. We've gone long, but I uh, uh, we're gonna I don't know when, but we're gonna schedule something when we know the phones are working in a more proper manner. Uh, so that you guys get your voices heard a little bit more uh, here on the show. Now that being said. I have a new wrinkle to throw into this. Um, yeah. I have a voicemail line that people can use. Oh. And yeah, yeah, yeah. They can leave us voicemails about some of the stuff we've talked about. So what I what my plan would be with that is to get those and send those to Justin um, before we you know put all our stuff from the last week's episode together. And we can say, all right, well, here's an email. Here's a call. Here's another email. Maybe another call. And like handle some of that that way. We want to give you as many ways as you want or can to yeah. uh to have sorry, your voices sorry heard. for,
0: the, for uh, the, the the tech problem guys uh we this was definitely one of those that we thought was going to be great for, for all the call-ins but you know what what, what can you do if, uh, if if ted skype uh says no skype then no skype <laughs>
2: yeah
1: skype's a bummer and also oh i'll just say this since we're here if anyone out there is like i don't know works for a telco or understands uh voip stuff and you're like oh man i know a way to get you guys an 800 number that'll come straight to you and it'll always be up and it's not too expensive and blah 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 Let me know uh, because I'd be happy to look at it. I think, uh,
0: by the way, if it is expensive, like, like, uh, well, yeah, just let let us know know as well. Let let us tell you that it's too expensive (laughs) because uh, uh, there's a lot of people that would really, really like that.
1: Yeah, I I agree. In fact, the entire podcast world would probably kiss you if you had a good solution. So anyway, if you guys know of anything, let us know. Uh, Now, I think that's going to do it for us before Christmas, probably before the new year, because I know you're going somewhere, right? Where are you uh, going? Japan. oh Me my lord japan. that's right japan you'll be big in japan
0: i'm, I'm uh, dude i'm gonna be huge in japan literally apparently like my average my height is is uh, <laughs> much larger than the average height in japan
1: I'm i can totally crazy. see that so that's going to be fun there'll be probably plenty of cool stories about that oh you know what now suddenly a phone call comes through wait did it work no nope. Skype's something's wrong it's on their end something's jacked. anyway uh i look forward to the stories that you might tell from your visit to japan and uh, maybe just maybe it'll inform a future subject on this show. But just remember, we are heading in to the month of January of a new year. That means stuff's gonna get hardcore again. Like-
0: yeah, go ahead and get in uh, 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 get in all of your big issues, the big, uh, weighty, meaty issues. I'll tell you what though. I think part of the lesson, of Docile December, and let me know in, at show at gmail.com, uh, is that we can mix in some light stuff. Here and again
2: mm-hmm. you know, i
0: think it, it, it does better for the conversation when not everything is just a, a, a super super weighty. so yeah. I'm, I'm i'm happy about what we did
1: i completely agree uh so if you uh, are interested in continuing throughout the next year with us uh jump in let us know send us your comments your thoughts your uh your topic ideas all that stuff yeah. as we ramp up for a whole new year of episodes of unfriend me that is unfriend me show at gmail.com You can find the show at frogpants.com slash unfriend me. Justin R. Young on Twitter. I'm at Scott Johnson on Twitter. Um, I'm missing anything. I don't think so. I think that's it. I hope Uh, I...
0: I, uh, Except for this. uh, uh, One last thought on uh, The Last Jedi. Rogue One was a garbage movie, (laughs) and if you like it, you're bad.
1: (laughs) Literally unfriend him if you don't like it. I liked it. I must be bad. I thought it was good. Yep. Yeah. Nailed it. I enjoyed it. Uh, Thank you all very much. Have a fantastic Christmas. And the rest of your holiday season, we will be back very soon in the new year, if not before. Thank you all for listening, and go see Star Wars again because it's pretty good. Justin, have a great holiday. You too. Bye.